Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and this is not the episode I promised you at the end of our last episode on the Pope and Communism. That's because we have a rare opportunity to address historical revisionism as it's happening in the news right now. I'm not talking about fake news, which is a different animal entirely. It can ultimately lead to revisionist history, but it takes time. This is revisionism in breaking news, and it will come as little surprise that if it's breaking news, President Trump is somehow involved. The news broke today that the Republican Party in four states, Arizona, Kansas, Nevada, and South Carolina, is planning to cancel their presidential primaries for the 2020 election. More will likely follow, and the reaction from both the media and the few long-shot challengers has been swift and shrill. The media is tending to frame the story as a case of the state GOP leaders protecting President Trump from the embarrassment of a primary challenge, assuming that he could lose some states, or at the very least, be weakened in the process. His challengers claim the deck is being unfairly stacked against them so that Trump will win renomination with little effort. Both the media and the challengers are presenting their objections as if this is yet another case of Trump making up his own rules as he goes along. This is where the revisionist history really comes into play. So let's look at both arguments and where they fall short, historically speaking. I should note here that most or all of the aforementioned state parties are citing cost savings as their reason for canceling the primaries, since there's very little chance Trump would actually lose any of the primaries or caucuses as a sitting president, it's a waste of money to hold them. This is a pretty solid argument, and in reality, primaries get canceled at other times with very little fanfare. In many Texas counties in the early 2000s, where there were simply no challengers at all, a primary was often canceled because it wasn't necessary. But this has been true on the national level as well, and not just with Republicans. Just a few recent examples from South Carolina alone include dropping the GOP primary in 1984 and 2004, when Ronald Reagan and George W. Bush respectively were incumbents, and the Democratic primary in 1996 and 2012, years when Bill Clinton and Barack Obama were presidential incumbents. Furthermore, The executive director of the Kansas GOP, Shannon Golden, told Fox News that the party won't hold a caucus for the 2020 election because Trump is an elected incumbent from the Republican Party. She said, and I quote, Historically, we've never held a caucus if we have an elected incumbent Republican in the White House. We will be giving President Trump the same treatment we have given every elected Republican dating back to Abraham Lincoln. End quote. Well, either Ms. Golden has a short memory or she's practicing some revisionist history of her own. Because while Honest Abe may not have had to deal with the Kansas caucus in 1864, just as George W. Bush didn't in 2004, there was indeed a Republican caucus in Kansas in 1992 when George H.W. Bush was a sitting Republican president. Go figure. So the outrage that this has never happened before with regard to the canceling of primaries 
Certainly, revisionist history at its worst, spurred by a tendency to attack anything related to Trump. Now, this tendency is proven time and time again to be justified, but in this case, the desire to hammer Trump is also hammering historical facts, and I just can't sit by quietly while that happens. Let's talk a little bit about the would-be challengers. The two announced opponents for the Republican nomination are former Massachusetts Governor Bill Weld and former Illinois Representative Joe Walsh. As for their claim that the deck is being unfairly stacked against them, welcome to the reality of politics. More specifically, welcome to the reality of running against an incumbent in any race, but particularly in a primary for president. The deck is so heavily stacked against challengers that any loss by an incumbent is major news, and particularly in a primary. It was just such a primary win that made Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez a national figure before she was ever elected to anything. Now I know some of you may protest that there have been times where a challenger to an incumbent president nearly captured the nomination in recent times. Ronald Reagan nearly upset Gerald Ford in 1976, and Ted Kennedy made things very close for Jimmy Carter in 1980. But even though Ford and Carter were hugely unpopular within their own parties, and both went on to lose the general election that year, they still managed to win renomination. How hard is it for a challenger to wrest the nomination from a sitting president? Well, it's only happened five times in our entire history, and only once to a president who had been elected in his own right. John Tyler, Millard Fillmore, Andrew Johnson, and Chester A. Arthur all lost renomination, but all four had become president as a result of the death of the president while they were vice president. The only man ever denied renomination after having been elected president was Franklin Pierce, mainly as a result of his pro-Southern leanings and dragging his feet on the issue of slavery. Interestingly, it was Northerners' outrage at Pierce that helped lead to the creation of the Republican Party. Given that President Trump is nowhere near as unpopular with Republicans, quite the contrary, as any of the aforementioned five presidents were with their party, for Weld and Walsh to claim that the deck is being stacked against them ignores a lot of history at best and tries to refashion it at worst. I mean, let's be serious. When I said one of the challengers was Joe Walsh, at least half of you thought I meant the guitarist from the Eagles. So, is the GOP canceling primaries and caucuses in these four and perhaps other states beneficial to President Trump's re-election campaign? Of course it is, and it shouldn't surprise anyone that he would support such a move. You would too if you were in his position. But is it something unique in American political history? Not at all. And to present it as otherwise is to do a disservice to both the people reading the stories and to history itself. So as this election unfolds, be sure to keep your eyes open for stories that do more than hype the situation, but also try to alter history. Democrat or Republican, we can't allow that. Have a great weekend.
I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you're finding this podcast both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. It'll help us create more content and go a long way toward making this podcast completely ad-free. Thanks again.